gentlemen, uh, we are so excited today to have Rhode Island's own star of season 11 of The Bachelorette, star of season two of Bachelor in Paradise, season five of Bachelor in Paradise. Oh my God. He's got it all. Audrey's um, uh, coffee shop, coffee lounge. Coffee has a lounge, but totally. Uh, Audrey's is the most important part. Okay, Audrey's, and it is Jared. Cheers, how are you? Hey, cheers. Thank you for bringing a coffee from Audrey's. It was funny, so when I told Ashley that I was doing this, she's like, and I showed her videos, she's like, you need to make sure that he drives safely because you're telling me he's going to interview you while he's driving. I'm like, Ashley, he's done this before. I think he's going to be fine. This is more safe than when I'm alone in the car. <laughs> yeah, but like, you're more focused. Yeah. You're like, I, I can't uh, get into an accident. No, no, no. I, 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 uh, I'll take good care of you today. And what a treat to be back in Rhode Island with the restaurateur. I want to get into how you got into owning a coffee shop here. I know uh, due to my extensive research, you have a background in managing restaurants. Yep. So, was, that, was that what just made it simple to know, like, I can I can handle that? Uh, I Yeah, I guess. I mean, have you ever worked in restaurants? Yes. So, like, I feel like people who have worked in restaurants probably have always dreamed of, like, maybe I would... I, I could do this. Like, I'd be able to run my own place. Like, this is what I would do. This is not what I would do just from learning. Because I started busing... Uh, I don't know. I doubt you. You know cellos? I know cellos. All right. So cellos on Warwick on Post Road. That was my first job ever. I bust there when I was 16. There you go. <clears throat> and um, so that was my first job. And then when I was in college, I started working at Carabas hosting because my sister worked there and I was just looking for a job. Uh, a second job because I was working at Hollywood Video at the time. I wanted to get into that. I'm uh, totally aware of your Hollywood Video background. Oh, dude, the best job ever. God, I miss movie stores. I it, miss it so much. I was thinking if I ever create my own studio, it's going to be movie store themed. Uh huh. So it's going to be like an interview that takes place in the in the movie store shelves. Dude, that needs like to happen. Blockbuster style. Tomorrow. I want to get the smell down. You uh, get the, the smell down. Dusty kind yep. of uh, you know plastic. Uh, it has to be carpeted. Uh, yeah. It has to have like some sort of purple carpet. And some like dingy curtain for the adult section in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks definitely sketchy and has some stains on it. But when I when I saw that you had worked there, I go, oh, that's that's a slice of Americana that mm. your your kids are gonna have to hear about. Like stores to see movies? What? I know, and it's so sad. Man, just walking through the aisles of going through comedy and drama, and then the new releases were all on the outside, and then we could rent, I mean, this is, I was also, I had a PlayStation 2 at the time, so you could rent video games. God, okay, it rub it in, time. rub it in, yeah, the PlayStation 2. So with Audrey, so I started working there, and then I worked at Carabas, and I was hosting. I really, I just, I do love uh, working in restaurants. I do love working customer service. I just feel like I have a little bit of a knack for it. And so when I started working at Carabas, I was hosting, and then I started <clears throat> doing curbside pickup, and then serving, and bartending, and then part-time managing. And then I was bartending at a couple of different places as well and serving. And I just, I do love the service industry. Um, I like the food industry. And, um, and so then of course I started managing, well not of course, but I started managing a couple of restaurants, uh, in Providence on Atwell's Avenue, the Providence Oyster Bar in the Federal Tap House and Kitchen. And then that was also kind of simultaneously the same time that my friend signed me up to be on the Bachelorette and, um, it just all worked out. And so, you know, obviously once my life went on, once I went on the show, my life kind of changed a little bit, and you can go straight. Is this the way to the beach? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, I'm going to do a lap by the beach, but I'm not too familiar. I, oh yeah. It's so been a while. Uh, so if you just go straight, just keep going straight. I'll tell you when to turn. Um, and um, so, <clears throat> so of course, when I went on the show, 
you know, things started to change. I was still working in restaurants, but, um, you know, this was also the same time that Instagram started just becoming a thing. And yeah, I mean, you were on the show during one of the best, uh, times to be there. Keelan Bristol was, it was obviously a great season. Instagram was at its height. I mean, it was a really good, good moment there for you. Uh, the luckiest set of circumstances. It really was, man, because like uh, we talk about it a lot. If we were a year prior on Andy season, you know, or even a couple years later, uh, you know, after the whole Instagram boom, it just wouldn't have been the same. We just got so lucky with the time that we were on the show. It's- and none of us knew what the hell was, you know, no. I remember I didn't have an Instagram before the show. Right. And I got back. And so at the time when you go on the show, um, and this is all very well known, you know, they tell you this was seven, eight years ago now, you know, you can't be on social media. You have to like deactivate your social media until the, it's like the day after your last episode airs. So there's no spoilers of like, oh, this person's back on Facebook, they're home, they're home. So like, you know, somebody like reality, Steve would be able to get it. And, um, even though he would always get it obviously. Yeah. But, um, so when I got back, after filming Caitlin's season, this was before Paradise. Um, obviously, I was like, I'm not going on social media. I'm not activating anything. And my friend Crystal uh, was like, you need to be on Instagram before the show starts airing. So you can like, you know, you'll get followers. And because uh, she just knew everything about the show. I really owe everything to this woman, my friend Crystal. <laughs> she's because she's the one who signed me up for the show. She, if you take a left here, you can go around. Um, she's the one who signed me up for the show. She was the one who told me that I needed an Instagram. She was the one when I got, I just, shit you not, when I got back from our first season in Paradise, she didn't know anything. First day back, she was like, I bet Ashley liked you. Wow. And I was like, uh, you, you have no <laughs> idea. Um, and so the beach is right ahead, so you can take a right. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, I got to say, first of all, restaurants, what a great what a great way to learn how to talk to women. My first re- uh, job was at Newport Creamery. Oh, where dude, I, uh, that's awesome. Now, all the guys all the guys worked in, like, like fr- the Fryolator, and they were working in, like, the kitchen. But I got a job in the um, scooping ice cream. You can take a left, and so you can go right down. Yeah, I got a job scooping ice cream, which was only the <clears> only the girls did this job. And everyone was making fun of me for getting this job. But then I got to be in the in the thick of things, you know, yeah. moving around, scooping creams and chocolates all over me very uh very interesting and it's like i'm 15 i just you know it wasn't about the money it was about just having a chance to like socialize almost yeah but but uh yeah so you, you obviously were a hit on the show you got pretty far on caitlin's season um and then uh what was the post-show vibes like uh before paradise started were you dating others in bachelor nation or just kind of, um, no, it was, did you go back to work? Yeah. Uh, so I went back to work. Um, and honestly it was such a quick turnaround because for the guys, you know, at least the way it used to be. And I think still is cause they still film it in, in, in June. Like I got back in mid April. Um, and then they, you know, I got a phone call for paradise probably three weeks later. Be like, hey, do you want to like in a couple of weeks come out to Paradise? And you were sure you were sh- a sh- like a shoe in for it. You know, you had a great run on the show. People liked you. I was. I mean, I remember. You don't get many Rhode Islanders. You know, it's a small state here, so we were all rooting you on. Oh well, thank you. Honestly, it was um, also. You know, back then nobody knew what Paradise was. There was already there was only one season. It wasn't even in the location it is now. It was in Tulum, where you got married. Um, the first season of Paradise. 
And so, like, I remember when they called, I didn't know much about the show because um, it isn't what it is now. And uh, I was, you know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. Like, I don't know what Paradise is because, of course, like, coming off Bachelorette and you're like, oh, this show is way more salacious. And, like, am I going to look terrible for doing this? Is it just going to be, like, you know, everybody's sleeping with each other? Like, I didn't know what the sure, show sure, was. Sure. But so a former executive producer... <clears throat> just a great, great guy. And he knows that I'm a huge superhero fan. And so he was like, all right, this is what paradise is. Okay. Is it Elon? Yeah. Okay. Just the greatest. He's, I, I love that man so much. Yeah, I hear good things. And he said, bachelor and bachelorette is like everybody's solo movie. Paradise is the Avengers where everybody comes together. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm in, baby. I'm in. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. No, I mean, on a parasocial <laughs> level, which is what makes the show so successful, it is because you get more options at connections, more, you know, uh, of a chance to have, well, I should say less of a pressure, co- a pressure co- um, cooker moment where it's not, uh, you know, all of you vying for Caitlin. It's, all right, let's just see. Maybe I'll work with this person, that person. Now, what's interesting is... But I actually, sorry to interrupt, just to, I think that's harder. You think that Paradise is harder? Yeah. Because of, do you have multi-choice syndrome? Exactly. At least on Bachelorette, <laughs> it's like, this is your North Star. Oh, okay. That's where you're going after. And then you can just let everything else out. Like, mm. you don't, you can just only focus on that. With you, Paradise, it's like, hey, you have eight <clears throat> and if you don't choose one, like th- they're going to not like you because you're going to be bouncing around and, and look like an F boy. And then if you don't, ha- it's just like, it's, there's, it's just like dating. You yeah. know what I mean? That, Where it's which like was my twenties in New York, which was <clears throat> my paradise was just cheap bars in New York city, not filmed. So like, you know, it's, it's gotta be very tough to, uh, be in that environment, not, try to look like a fool. I mean, you basically had everything to lose because you were coming off have, you know, there's some people that, you know, they're a villain and they can only gain by going on paradise. But like you said, I mean, it, 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 there is an element of a risk to it that you, you know, come off still looking like a good guy. Uh, yeah, but I think specifically with paradise. Now hindsight's 2020. I've realized this after the show. Um, it's just like what people want to watch is you just being, authentic to you like if you come off fake they're not going to like you whether you're trying to be the nice guy or trying to be the villain like like a good example would be my wife who is a very polarizing figure not anymore but she was there were so many people who didn't like her who you know thought she was a villain which is insane insane right (laughs) insane. I think it's it's um like how do I I wish I could better articulate this. Like, I think, like, being a villain on Bachelor, to a certain extent, is also just kind of being real. Right. Courtney Robinson is one of the coolest people ever. Yep. You know? Set us up here. Shout out to Courtney. Yeah, and also, people love her now. I feel like it's one of those instances where you might get villainized on the show, villainized, quote-unquote, by this small minority who's very vocal who has a certain, you know, perception of what they think should happen on these shows. And then the people who are watching the show who can kind of make decisions for themselves 
are like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Like, I actually, I see where she's coming from. Yeah, like, I, mean, I know why she's crying or I know why she's freaking out. Yeah, that's that's why my <laughs> channel sort of does well, I think, is that we we take everyone's anger at Greg Crippo and we go, okay, let's calm down a minute here. He, you know what I mean? Like, no one's, they're, no one's as bad as people think they are. They're all trying their best. No, but yeah. I'd say this about Ashley. What I, I truly, I watch a lot of podcasts, obviously, for the content. I go through everyone's stuff. She might be one of my favorite interviewers because she's got the knowledge of an alumni and the empathy and the compassion and all that that comes with having done it herself but then she's got the kind of fangirl a thing that all the bachelor audience have where she's just excited to interview everybody i mean she, yeah. she crushed it when she interviewed zach clark recently <coughs> and he's a guy who doesn't even talk about the bachelor much and she just gets people to like let their guard down which mm. i think is so valuable and she does a very good job with that um, oh, well, so yeah thank you uh, no. she works hard she she preps for interviews because um, I think a lot of people, and as you probably realized, have a certain idea of how hard podcasters or people in our world work where it's like, oh, God, like get a real job type thing. Um, and Ashley really works hard. You know, she preps for interviews. She does her research. She wants to ask specific questions because she cares about the people listening. And it's interesting because I'm so glad you said that because she really cares about asking questions that she thinks the audience would want to hear because she's an audience member. Right. You know, I think I, one I of the forget she's on a show sometime. I forget because she, she really does come off like enthused and not like she's punching the time clock. Like, you know, some people do. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love about Ashley more than anything is that she is just so her, like the person that you think Ashley is, is exactly who the person Ashley actually is. Right. And that's one of the things that I love about her so much is that she is just unapologetically a fangirl. And so you can see that in these interviews because she, what I, you know, even anytime we meet anybody who's a fan of The Bachelor, um, and you know, they're just like, she's just, she's just a fan. She's just, she's more, it sounds so stupid to say this, but we're all just like one of them. Like anytime I meet someone who's like, Oh, you know, I see you're a big Tom Brady fan. And then I just like go off for 10 minutes about my fandom right. for Tom Brady. And then she'll meet someone. And she's like, Oh, I also love the Jonas brothers. And they'll talk about Jonas brothers for 15 minutes and they'll just be fangirling. And I don't know. Well, it's I tell people like when you, in, it, to do anything in content creation, you really have to love the subject matter because the audience can, can sniff out the bullshit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we could, uh, you and I, we could talk Tom Brady. I'll, one of my questions was, what does he smell like? Because I fantastic, feel like it's fantastic. <laughs> Just, that God. was a big win for all New England fans when we saw that you guys got to meet him twice, I believe, right? Dude, it was insane. So we got to go to the 80 for Brady for Prayer. So we have a connection with Paramount. It was actually so cool. So I'm a huge film buff as you are as well yeah. as I could tell. I auditioned for that movie. Dude, you, oh, 80 for Brady? Oh yeah. Did you audition for one of the radio hosts? No, I auditioned to be one of the guys working one of the events that they're like playing to win a jersey or something. Oh yeah, at the, one of the events at the NFL, whatever it's called. Right. Uh, the NFL Experience. I wasn't Boston enough for them. <coughs> oh, you should have just handled. By the way, I'm going to drive by my old my old house. Oh while, yeah, while dude, we're doing drive because I lived here in college. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so this is a, a eastward look. Is Did a, you say you went to URI? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Every single house in these communities was is college kids. It's like such. It's so debaucherous. Oh, man. But, yeah, so you got to, um, I mean, did he know you who you guys were? I mean, you, no. he did the whole Bachelor bit with you, though. So what happened was, which was so fantastic, so the first time we met him was the 80 for Brady premiere. And so we went to the premiere. We had Dawson with us, which was so cool. Paramount let us bring Dawson so he could walk the carpet. And it was his first birthday. It was actually his one, his, his first birthday. And so 
uh, we were, you know, you get dropped off of the carpet, you walk the carpet and then there's food and drink area. It's really nice. <clears throat> and our, uh, connection at Paramount was like, Hey, listen, if you want to try to get close to Tom, I would say, go back to the drop off area done, obviously. So we immediately scurry back up there and it's just a mob of people. So we're kind of like getting into our position and then a black car pulls up and then the security guards like left or right middle has to be open. Middle has to be open. It's like, Oh my God, this is definitely uh, Tom. I would be losing it. Uh, dude. So <laughs> we back up. And so to next to me, I noticed that it's a lot of people from Brady brand. So I'm assuming that it's like higher up executives at Brady brand. Cause they're all wearing Brady brand material. Right. And so am I as well. So I'm like, okay, that's perfect. And then to my left is Jim Gray, who he does the podcast with right. Jim Gray is the sports interviewer. And so I was like, all right, this feels like a good spot. And then, so Tom gets out and the PR person, you know, goes up and she's like, Tom, this is so-and-so from Brady brand. He's like shaking the hands. He's right next to me. I'm like, holy shit. And so Ashley's like, get out there, get out there. Like, like, like trying to like position me. And then she looks at us. She obviously has no idea who we are or why we're staring at <laughs> that. And then she sees Jim Gray next to us. And she goes, Tom, Jim Gray's waiting for you right over here. But there's so much going on and cameras. So he's kind of like nodding. He looks at us. He's like, hey, how's it going? So I immediately stick my hand out. I say, hey, I'm Jared. So nice to meet you. And, you know, then I just like talked to him for about a good 10 seconds. I've been like, dude, I'm just a big Best fan. Like, seconds. you are the man. I, you know, I love you so much. Um, yeah, I which just, is all stuff that he gets. <laughs> like, he's, I'm sure he is a constant professional where he knows how to like probably de escalate the nerves with his fans. Exactly. And he was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And then I think he was waiting for me to explain why I was meeting him. He's like, <laughs> oh, I worked on the movie. I work at Brady Brand. And it was none of that. It was just me saying, hey, I love you so much. Um, and so, and Ashley was great. She was like, you make my husband very happy. <laughs> uh, and so, and then he, he was like, who's this little guy? And we said, oh, his name is Dawson. His middle name is Brady. We named him after you. And he's like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and then we were like, can we take a quick pick? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So we take a picture and it was, I mean, I was on cloud nine. So it was the greatest moment ever. So fast forward a month later, he works with a company called Autograph or he owns a company called Autograph that we've done some social promotion for. And they were having this event down in Tampa they were like, we'd love for you guys to come. And we're like, we'll be there. Um, Cause they were like, we think, you know, Tom's gonna be there. So the day before we left, they told us, hey, listen, you're gonna get 60 seconds with Tom. And we're like, oh my God. Because leading up to both these events, we were like, there's potential that we can meet him, but there's no guarantees obviously. So we have to go to both to increase our chances. And so of course we went to 80 for Brady and then we went to the autograph event. So at the autograph event, there's the meet and greet line. We're in line, we're at the front of the line. And then the PR person, different woman, um, we were trying to think of what we should do because we already met him. So we were like, oh, maybe we should do like a gimmicky video. And then I was like, well, everybody jokes that if it was a rose ceremony, of course, I'd give my rose to Tom over you, Ashley. And I was like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we actually did that? And so we came up with this bit and then we asked the PR person if it was okay. And she goes, well, let me ask him first because, you know, just to make sure he's cool with it. Yeah. So it's not awkward where you walk up and ask him and he, like he can't say no. Right, the PR right, person right, has right. to say no. So she goes up to him. And then we found out this conversation later, so I didn't know in the moment, but um, she goes, hey, Tom, this is Jared and Ashley, from, they're from the Bachelor franchise, they were wondering if uh, they could do this video with you where he hands you a rose when you're standing next to his wife. And he goes, yeah, 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 he's like, I, I, I've met them before. Uh, I was like, oh <laughs> my God. I know, and oh, that's great. So I didn't know that until later, because she texted me, she's like, by the way, I forgot to tell you, when I went up and asked him, he recognized you guys. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. So, cause when I went up and I said, Hey Tom, it's very good to see you. We met very briefly at the 80. And as I was saying 80 for Brady, he said it as well. So I was like, oh, does he gosh. remember? And, um, 
and he was just so gracious. And it was so cool because Ashley afterwards was like, I can't believe how collected you were in that moment because, you know, you had to direct Tom Brady. Because I was like, Tom, just stand here. Ashley, go stand next to him. And I said, Tom, I'm just going to do this little spiel and I'm going to hand you the rose. And then that's really the whole video. And so I'm telling Ashley, I'm like, Ashley, as soon as I hand him the rose, just like start crying, obviously, do your thing. (laughs) And then... um, And, and then Tom was, and then he looks at me and he goes, what am I supposed to do? I said, bro, just look happy when I give you the rose. (laughs) And so, and then that was the video and it was so cool and he was so great. And then we left and I was like, dude, like, I can't thank you enough. And like, you just, everything you are and who you are as a person, um, just thank you. And he was like, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. You know, he gets, that's so cool. He gets some hate from, you know people he played against but now that he's retired i think people obviously appreciate he's got not one not two but three sections of his career that are each hall of fame worthy yeah he's so i mean we could we could do a whole we could just do a, a full should we turn this into him. a tom brady car ride i told my wife though when we were dating when we watched one you know one come from behind the inner the malcolm butler the others you yeah. know all the different ones every single one i'm like you are just witnessing history i mean just that's <laughs> why i didn't want the, the patriots to let go i was like it's just why are we dark day dark day yeah it's like why are we just letting go of fun and enjoyment earlier than we have to give him whatever he needs <laughs> yeah yeah they out they outmanage <laughs> themselves on that one now <laughs> i wanted to so we talked uh, briefly about uh podcasting and how ashley is such a professional and mm. you guys both obviously you've had blue collar jobs working in restaurants and now as a like a restaurant owner um how that plays into the and by the way, your the coffee lounge is so nice. Oh, well, thank so, you. I'm very critical because it's kind of fun to look at all of the bachelor alumni and what they do. And some some really um, don't, I think, appreciate the audience that's bestowed to them. Mm-hmm. You know, the quicker something is given, the quicker it's taken away. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know what to do with their audience after they're on the show. So to watch you guys decide to do like a brick and mortar, which isn't something that you see a lot of influencers and people that come from the show do how does what's your business like between the coffee shop and then the influencer world because you guys collectively have like almost two million or more than two million followers yeah it's like how, like how do you balance the attention between the two uh ashley would say that i don't balance it well uh <laughs> because i have always just been a very i don't know i I feel like I'm more of a, this sounds stupid, like salt of the earth type guy. I don't know. Like, I remember when we first started really getting to, you know, the entertainment world and influencing and all this jazz and really dedicating, you know, a lot of our um, focus to it. A lot of it is networking, emails, um, you know, content creating. And for me, I've always come from a background of, of physical labor. Mm. And so like this different type of labor, uh, I did not enjoy, which is so ironic because it really feels like it should be, you know, like, Oh, I've made it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this like, is it. The physical labor gives you the result of what you do. Like, Oh, I built that wall today or I, I painted that thing today. Or even so, just like the, it's, it's like, you know, cooking, cleaning, serving, like, uh, just like all that stuff that I've been so accustomed to doing for my entire life. Um, it, that fulfills me, right? Which is insane because I don't make nearly as much money doing it. Right. You know, it's like, so that's, that's where it came in because as a restaurant, 
<clears throat> it's very notoriously known that restaurants are not like immediate money makers, right. if money makers at all. Right. And so, you know, everybody says like, well, most restaurants fail within the first year. And then furthermore, you shouldn't really expect to make your money back until three or four years in. It's like, well, why are these, you know, your return on investment seems terrible on restaurants. And yet here I am owning a restaurant, which obviously I was very aware of, but it was more so as you kind of maybe witnessed a little bit this morning, what I love so much about restaurants and food industry uh, and I guess just like the service industry, whether it be retail or so on, like there is this camaraderie, like this feeling of community that I've always enjoyed. And I'm well, sure you as well. You were the, the Tom Brady of the restaurant today. People were uh, coming up to you left or right. You were the mayor. of the street, You know what I mean? Is that every day? Every you, day. Every day. So that must, that must be incredibly rewarding. It is very rewarding. It's also very exhausting because I also work there. So a lot of times when I'm busy and it's so sweet and anybody who takes the time to come into Audrey's, like I want to make sure that I give them time because they're literally giving me business, you know, right. which is they're taking time out of their day to come like get coffee for me instead of the convenience of another place, which I still support Dunkin'. Like everybody asks that, like, oh, <laughs> like, of course I still love Dunkin'. This is a fantastic that? pumpkin. Uh, I think pumpkin pie syrup or there's something, uh, something pumpkin, pumpkin in here. We got a lot of different ones. So. Very yeah. good. We have a pumpkin spice brew, actually. So I wonder if that it's that a, could be it, which is great because it actually is brewed with the flavors. So <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, you make a. So I, there was this one restaurant that I I've been going to in Santa Monica, and the chef comes out and talks to us, and um, we were bullshitting with him about the pancakes <laughs> he makes and uh, and how good they were, and we have to go to that restaurant all the time now because we've built this relationship yeah. with, with the people that are there. And and that's, you're, you're, yeah, a quick conversation with someone might make them a, a repeat customer if they were, you know, just, you know, checking you out for the first time. Yeah. So it's great for the business to be social with all of the... And I tell my through. staff the exact same thing because, like, just what makes me proud about Audrey's is that... Uh, I am Audrey's, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, but so is my staff. Like what they're, and I, I what I, I'm very lucky to have incredible workers that I trust immensely, um, that have worked with me for a while, even a short term. But I think what makes a difference is that because they, they care about Audrey's a lot as well because they see me, right. and there it's not like I'm just working there for a paycheck. Like I corporate owned. Yeah, I am Audrey's. So yeah. they're like, Oh shit. Like I want to make sure that this business succeeds because I see, <clears throat> you know, Jared washing dishes and mopping and cleaning bathrooms and like doing whatever I need to do. So it is very humbling. Anytime someone comes in and they're like, wow, I didn't expect to see you working here. Are they, yeah. I was gonna say, are they always surprised that you're actually there? Yeah. Um, which is also very nice. I actually saw someone yesterday. So I was in the kitchen and uh, the front of house was a little busy. So i my, you know, made whatever the meal was and brought it out to the table. And as I brought it out to the table, I noticed their phone was on the table as I was putting the dish down and it was a picture of me walking out of the kitchen. So they must've just like took a picture of oh, me and put their phone down. Cause <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's Audrey's. And, and you know how everything happens in super speed in your mind. And I was like, Oh, that's Audrey's. That's me. That's me from today. I think that's me literally three seconds ago walking out of the yeah. kitchen. So I get that at stand-up shows where people like want to sneak a photo and I'm like, come on, come up, let's go. Yeah, please. Like, you it's know? very nice to me. It's I never, the business. yeah, it's the business. And also like never in a million years did I ever think that anybody would ever want to take a photo with me. By the way, what's the best way to get back this way or turning around? Uh, you can go this way because it'll be, yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. It's, yeah, it's just like know. gives us like an extra 10 or 15 minutes. So that would work out well. 
Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the business and like most people, like you're not, you know, so big that you have to push people away. It's like they've, they're there. So part of the transaction might be to say hi and everyone can, you know, coffee's kind of coffee. It's, it's really about the canvas that, that you have it on. Oh yeah. And also, um, but what kind like, of risk was that? Because did you, how much, like, was there big in, um, like what kind of money did you have to put into making it yours versus I think it was brewed awakenings beforehand. Right? Yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah. And obviously there's, so I remember, I'll never forget once we finally did it, you know, we put a budget to the side said, all right, this is what we're going to invest in it. And of course, like the budget went over a little bit, but that's okay. Um, but, um, I remember standing in the space and it was empty. And I got lucky that it was a coffee shop. So there was still, you know, like the fireplace was there, countertops were there. Right. You know, there was certain like, okay, this is where they put their oven. So I can kind of have, have an idea of like this, the kitchen layout, the front of house layout. But I remember standing there and being like, how, can I swear? Sure. I, sure. I, I was like, how the fuck do I get coffee cups in here? Like enough to sustain, you know, I know these companies, but it's just like, how do I even start that relationship? How do I get food in here yeah. on a consistent basis to supply to the level of customers I'm hoping to get? So it was like a mini panic attack there for a minute, <laughs> even though like I knew what I was doing, but you never know until you actually do it. You have to sell this vision <clears throat> to Ashley or was she par or, or she already wanting to do something like this with you? She knew that I always wanted to do something like this. So she was wary and still is. And I completely understand because anybody who's watching this who has someone who owns specifically a restaurant or any business in general, like, I mean, that's, it's, it's your kid. Like yeah. that is, you know, and so it takes up a lot of my time and energy and there's not much uh, income coming back in as of right now. It's more of building a sustained business to have it succeed for a very long time and that's my goal. But it's tough because, you know, I'm gone, you know, depending on the week, but like consistently, you know, probably 60 hours a week at least, um, sometimes more, maybe sometimes a little less. Um, and that's time that I could be devoting to different things, specifically, you know, family with Dawson and Ashley. And she's in Rhode Island, you know, by herself, for lack of a better way of saying it, because she moved here for me. So it's not like her family's here or any of her close friends. Um, and then furthermore, with we talked about Instagram and the whole social media aspect of things. Like, the more time that I invest in Audrey's is the less time that I invest in social media, which, to be completely candid, is probably not coming to a shock. I make more money doing that than I do with the restaurant. Right. So, you know, there's... Which is, it's like, that's your short term, like not necessarily short term, but there's money there, but it's <clears throat> it's good to have eggs in different baskets. Yes, good to have, but also scary because uh, like, I think both Ashley and I, like you said, short term, it won't last forever. This Instagram world, you know, everything that we have the opportunities to do now we will not always have the opportunities. I mean, hopefully we do, but I highly doubt it. And so that's the scary part is that it's trying to balance it. Be like, okay, we need to make sure that we take advantage of the opportunities that are at hand right now to hopefully continue doing this or to open new doors um, and to, you know, sustain a, uh, a financial cushion enough for like the three of us in a growing family. But then also trying to grow this business to it gets to a point where it can help be a little bit more sustaining on its own where I don't have to be there as much and still being able to make enough money where I could justify owning a business and then furthermore maybe even open another business at some point so right it's a, it's a it's a lot to handle um Ashley's great about it like obviously we have a lot of 
adult conversations uh, about our business and what we're looking for in the future and family and you know where we're living and um, I wanted to ask you about that and we'll kind of work our way backwards to how you started dating but yeah. she's um, she's Virginia correct yeah and you're Rhode Island my wife's Kentucky I'm Rhode Island so there's like there is this conversation about where are we going to set up roots how did you guys <laughs> Um, come to the conclusion to come back to Rhode Island versus Virginia or Los Angeles, like a lot of alumni make it out to there. Yeah. Um, so uh, we lived in LA. She was living in LA when we first started dating. And um, I was out there. I was living with Nick, actually, um, because... Which Nick? Nick Payal. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, Nick, because Nick was the bachelor. Right. Him and Vanessa broke up. He had a two-bedroom in LA. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he was just like looking for a roommate, even though he, he let me live there for free, which is so sweet. Uh, cause I never lived outside Rhode Island and I always was interested in living in LA just to see, or like living someplace else. Left yeah. Here. You could take a left okay. here. And, but that's so great to have someone to move into because uh, like LA can be super lonely. Oh, hundred percent. Like, have someone there welcoming you. So he was like, he's like, dude, just, this was in late 2017. He's like, just move out to LA live with me. I'll let you live here rent free and just try it out. See if you like it. And I was like, well, that's very sweet of you. And so I ended up doing that. This was in October, November of 2017, late anyway. And so move out there. Uh, Ashley was going to go on winter games. This is setting up the time frame. So then I was living with Nick. I did not like LA. Like I always knew, I was like, all right. When I went home for Christmas break, I was like, I don't ever want to go back. But it's I will go back for a little while. Give me more to of LA is a tough. There's other cities that can get you there. I, I went road. I went roadie to Boston, to New York, to LA. Mm-hmm. But LA is a unique and very far place to be. Yeah, your family. <clears throat> it's just not my jive. Yeah. And so, but then Ashley was on Winter Games, and then at the time when she was filming, like I heard all. You know, this is we've told the story a million times. But long story short, when you know, we, I was like, all right, fuck that. Ashley, you can't date this other guy. You have to date me because I'm in love with you and we just need to move forward. Luckily she was receptive to that. And so long story short, we started dating in March, I believe it was. And this was uh, after you had already broken up on season two of Bachelor in Paradise. This is what? Oh yeah. This was after, later? this was after season two, season three. This was like a long time afterwards when she started doing winter games. So this was 2018, pretty much. And then our second season of Paradise was 2016. So that was two years prior. So you, I want to get to, to the to that feeling of knowing it was her. Because um, I almost feel like uh, my wife and you are the same. Like we had like flipped um, the gender roles here. Yeah. Where my wife wanted to be <laughs> friends with me. And I was like, I'm not. I'm done. I, I, yeah. No, this isn't going to work for me. I need more. And then she was like, okay, I don't want to lose you. And then she, I think she was afraid of losing me as a friend, but I've heard you say the same thing about Ashley. You guys were friends before you dated. Yeah. Oh my God. We were really close friends. It was probably a toxic friendship. <laughs> so really looking back on it because there was always that tension or that awkwardness of, you know, are we ever going to be more? Are we not going to be more? And she was we, like full blown in love with you. Yeah, and so, like, let's be honest, so was I. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just a different type. You know, She I think- went on, which I watched last night, she went on Millionaire Matchmaker and was yeah. crying to Patty. I think her name's Patty on Millionaire yeah. Matchmaker. Being And Patty's like, you got to get rid of this douche. And I go, that's the guy. But then in hindsight, I'm the douche. He's the douche. Well, yeah. But that's, uh, but of course, it's very rare your circumstance working out the way it did. But you were in 
a, you, you guys came from a very unique situation yeah. in the first place where you talked about paradise and all these other uh, shiny objects there that sometimes you don't even realize who the one is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of Bachelor Nation audience might misinterpret your situation because they watch it play out as in, as in you don't choose her and, you know, our audience is mainly women. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't like that. Uh, but how, but so at what point do you go, all right, uh, th this is it. I know this is it. Was there a, a moment or was it that the, the fact that you felt like you were going to lose her? Uh, it was, it was, it was never just one moment, you know, it was more so I think coming to terms with the idea that I needed to, um, just, I don't want to say grow up. I've always, I've always been, so you can take a left. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know where I am now. I've never felt like I've been immature by any stretch. Uh, but I think it was more of just, uh, an acceptance of like, I think what I've always done in my life, and I'm sure a lot of people have done this, quote unquote, like you fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? I put this, like it's me, it, I've always been myself, but like I always put this uh, perception of myself that like, you know, I'm calm, cool, collected, like I understand things, I have like, I'm, you know, I'm strong in my convictions, so or like I have my shit together. You're front of the house energy exactly You're like i got it all together back of the house ah. that's oh exactly like and then i go in the back of house and it's like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like Shit's i'm just making up. things up as i go <laughs> and just praying like i think my entire life kind of like the restaurant industry is like i've just been trying to keep my head above water you know like i've never been able to just like fully get myself out of the water and been like oh i'm i'm i have a cushion I'm good. Like, I know what I'm doing. I feel great about where I'm going. Yeah, when you're in the deep end, you're trying to stay afloat. You need to get to the shallows. You need uh, financial security. I, I totally relate to And I've that. never had that. Like, I never had financial security. I've always been, like, you know, working in restaurants and just not paycheck to paycheck, but, like, never a lot of money no, in I savings. Totally, I totally understand. And, or, you know, or, like, own my... Like, I remember going on Bachelorette and they were like, oh, yeah, I own a house. Or, like, oh, you know, I have this amount of money saved in the bank case for a rainy day and I was like Jesus Christ like I don't have any of this and like my entire life was like that because I was from Rhode Island and like it was just like I was always envisioning myself kind of like you know just like living here and dying here how can I have a long-term relationship I can't I'm not I was the same way I was like I can't take women on dates I can just go to the bars and see who's available and but. because not because of like my because I think I'm I think I'm worse than them you know what I mean it's not because I think that I'm better than any oh, woman. Of it's more so I think I'm worse. And specifically with Ashley, like I always felt I was worse than Ashley. Like Ashley could do, not that, she, I, I feel like I bring a lot to the table, but like what I didn't bring to the table is this sense of, um, like we talked about financial security. Um, you know, I was, she was like, you know, Ashley kind of like dated a football player one time, like dated, but like, Still, it's like, I'm not that guy. I'm never going to be that guy. Like, I'm going to be the guy who's probably, like, bartending and then becomes a salesman. And then that's my life. And that's totally cool. And I'm happy with that. But, like, I know you're not going to be happy with that. You know? So it was always, like, this fear of just, like, at, like I loved the idea of, of us being friends because I loved her so much. But, like, never crossing that threshold because it's like, Ashley, you're just, like, if you live with me, we're going to live in, like, a small house in Rhode Island. Yeah. That, I know that's not what you want. And I can't give you more than that. And then, of course, it came to the point where it was like, all right, I'm being a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I need to 
if I want to be with Ashley, like I need to tell her how I feel and then let her make her own decision. And that luckily when it came down to the moment of like do or die, where I finally acted on my feelings and being honest with Ashley, exactly where my mind was and where my heart was, um, she was still open to the idea. And then she, she's always pushed me and she's made me a better person. Um, you know, and she's like, you are capable of doing these things. If you know, we'll work together, we'll work hard and we will be successful. And she was hundred percent right. That's, that's fantastic. And you know, so many, you probably, you probably didn't realize your own work ethic. Obviously it sounds like you have a really strong work ethic. This is one of the reasons why I want to move out of Los Angeles because I don't want to be I want to be. I want to. I want to move back somewhere where the kids kind of shovel the snow, Dude. mow the lawn, do the things that I did that make you feel like you can work really hard. Uh, and obviously, when you work in restaurants, and you know, we come from very similar upbringings, which was why I was so excited to talk to you. You get to, you know, and now you have a kid. You like, I get to show them, you know, what 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 it was like when I grew up, and try yeah. to try to offer some life values, which sounds crazy. Cause I'm sure you probably still feel like, I can't believe I'm a dad. Like oh, that's just a wild, it will never feel like that. I also think it won't feel like that until I actually start teaching life lessons to him maybe because right now it's just, you know, wiping his ass, yeah. <laughs> you know, like throwing a ball and being excited about it. And it's awesome. Um, but I don't feel like a dad. I just feel like I'm hanging out with a kid. You know, I wonder if, uh, fatherhood will hit me in a different way once I'm trying to teach him, you know, how to be uh, a man, a person, a human being, uh, right and wrong, you know, um, it's hard. It's, it's, I mean, life is incredible. Well, life really is incredible when you think about it. Yeah. Like we're breathing. <laughs> it's it, like, you know, that's the craziest shit ever. Having a kid's a miracle and yet, yeah. and yet a bunch of people do it that shouldn't, <laughs> but, I know. um, but it's Actually, also the toughest thing. Oh my, it's, I can't imagine. It's the it's the best thing ever, and it's the worst thing ever. Actually <laughs> mentioned. Um gender disappointment, which got a lot of love, actually. A lot of people were like, oh my gosh, this is a real thing. Did you feel that at all when you found out the it was going to be a boy, or was it just that Ashley had her mindset or thought it was going to be a girl? I can't believe how much of a story that became, because Ashley felt so insecure when because she didn't think it was going to be anything. And well, then all the TikToker sudden, tried to shame her to be like, this is so stupid. And then the whole comment section was like, no, this is a real thing. This is so common. It doesn't mean you don't like the baby. It's just... No, but just, when she found out Dawson was a, first of all, it's so crazy because like, we didn't know who Dawson was. It was a, it was a thing in her belly. It's so, yeah. that's the craziest part is thinking, like looking at Dawson, especially for Ashley, obviously, because she grew Dawson inside of her, right. which is the craziest shit ever. <laughs> but like looking at Dawson would be like, wow, you, that was, that was you. Like all those sonograms, all those pictures, like that little thing inside her that was you, bro. That's the craziest thing ever. That's amazing. Um, and of course, like now we have a completely different perspective on, on pregnancy and, and, and just like having a kid because it's like to see what he's become now, you're like, wow, that's the craziest shit ever. You know, anytime, which happens a lot, anytime like I feel like I'm overwhelmed or stressed or being like, this was a mistake or just get concerned with things. I always think about, so a, uh, a bunch of things, but specifically, so one of Ben Higgins buddies, uh, from home, he's battling ALS. Right. And like, so I follow him on Instagram and I follow his story and his wife and it's just fucking tragic to see his deterioration, you know, from where it started a few years ago to where he is now, where it's like, he can't chew that much. And dude, he was, I remember like 
skier. Like I met him a couple times, super nice guy, literally just like us. Right. And it's like, you're kind of watching someone die in front of your eyes. And I always think about that. And I'm like, what the fuck am I so concerned about? Like Audrey's yes is stressful and Dawson's stressful. And we don't know where we're going to be, but like, it's dude, one day we're yeah. going to die, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm going to look back and say, why was I so stressed out about these things that I could go outside and throw a ball or I could go outside and I can, I can, I can go get coffee right now. Right. Like how awesome is that, that I'm able to drink coffee. Yeah. You know, something that will not happen one day. Right. So, like, I always think about that. No, I think to, that's like, a center great, myself. great way to think about it. And it sounds like you guys have um, have such a great, relatable aspect to, to to have being on the show and met in such a unique way that, you know, it's. I think it's hard for a lot of audience to relate to Bachelor alumni mm-hmm. because they seem so out there with their influencing and their lifestyles. Like it's just so, but you guys really, I think do a good job of feeling like you're both alumni, but also fans. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, thanks man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Did I leave anything on the table here? I think I covered the one thing uh, we were going to finish up a conversation about something. Oh, the gender, uh, what was it? Gender disappointment or whatever. Gender disappointment. So Ashley, it was, I, she just wanted a girl. That was, yeah. I'm, but, I've met so many people who are like, oh, I hope it's this or I hope it's that. It was so interesting that <clears throat> when she talked about this, that it got uh, a little bit of news, I guess. Because um, I guess I was just like, doesn't everybody like have yeah. a particular... I think it's horrible when I think it's so when you see the gender reveal parties and the, the it, it's pink and then the guy runs off mad. It's like, okay, calm down. Relax, like, buddy, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, the, the baby you should want is the healthiest baby. Like, that's... Of course. But of course, but, <clears throat> but of course, yeah, you, you, you plan in your head, like, this is going to be it. We're going to go to dance for his idols. Now, I know too much about you, you're, you, you, you people, alumni, from covering the show, and I just read an article that says you guys are going to be like soft trying for. So you're going, you're, you're, you're trying to make the family, well, uh, keep going. Or are you happy with the? Because, because one child is like that's a nice little thing. Two, my wife the other was like, well, let's try to have three, and I'm like, well, now we're talking Uber XL, like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, and especially like, once you get outnumbered. Oh because yeah, outnumbered. <clears throat> what concerns me too with having a second kid is that. You know, with everything we do, we're always just so constantly busy that now we're going to incorporate another kid to the point where it's like, okay, Ashley, you get Dawson and I get this baby or flip flop. So it's no longer like we can both be with Dawson and, and whenever, like last night we're hanging out in his playroom and it's so great because it's just three of us and like he's playing and we're able to like go back and forth and it's like, all right, well, I'm going to use the bathroom or like, I'm going to take a shower and then I come back and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go take a shower. And it's just like, nice. That shit is over with a second kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Saying you're outnumbered. My sister's got four kids. She had three boys, and I think she was just keep, you know, trying for the fourth, and she finally got a girl. So she had gender disappointment as well. It's a goddamn war zone with her. Dude. They, she is like, and she's kind of just like, I think, just like, you know, let's just burn it off, wait till they age, like the next 10 years of fucking over. Oh, like, that's what I mean. It's just like, dude, I see so many people, especially owning Audrey's, and I've always been in restaurants, so I've been able to encounter a lot of different people. But like the poor, like, first of all, having a child is fantastic and it's a gift and wonderful. And I'm not saying anything else, but like you see moms come in with like two or three kids and this, like these moms are just 
exo- like I see it in their yeah. face. Yeah. And they're like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, you just, is this every day? And then with that comes you, stress, your cortisol levels, all the different things. Yeah, you need like the greatest vacation ever. Yeah. Like you need to just do something for yourself. And she's like, no, I do. Like sometimes I go for a walk. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like these poor, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because their entire life is like, put that down. No, go, don't do this. No, come here. No, no, eat oh, that. You know what's so sexy is mom arms. Oh, Moms dude, get these jet. arms that are just like carrying babies around, like kettleballs left and right. That's what <laughs> Ashley's arms are like actually kind yeah, of jacked right now. I'm not surprised. I'm like, damn, girl, you go. Yeah. Well, look, it sounds <clears> like <throat> you guys have just quite a great thing going for you. So, dude, thanks huh. so much for dude, chatting with me. My today. pleasure, man. It was so nice that you could squeeze this in on my Rhode Island trip. But, um, yeah, I don't think, uh, what, what can we promote? If anyone in the South County area, you've got a trivia, bachelor trivia, yeah. and other bachelor-themed events here. Well, it's not even just, it's trivia. Just trivia, okay. So I host trivia every Friday. I've come up with probably like at least 10,000 questions over the past year. Uh, and it's a really nice, it's it's fun, um, and I love doing it. So we do trivia Friday nights. Uh, we're going to do like some bachelor watch parties once the Golden Bachelor starts airing. Oh, oh I'm coming. I'm coming when I'm in town. Yeah, yeah I'll be and local. then Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, so that's fun. And then, um, yeah, just come to Audrey's Coffee House and Lounge. Um, you know, stop in, get a coffee, get a drink. Uh, it's fun. It's cool. Awesome. So, and thank you for everybody who's ever come to Audrey's. There are people who come from all around the country and it, it means the world to Ashley and I, because again, it's just, I know it probably doesn't, it, it doesn't mean much to you. Cause you're like, Oh, I'll just go. Right. But it, like, I've always looked at it as they're choosing to come to us, which is uh, it's a destination. A, they're yeah. absolutely choosing it. I always feel like it's disappointing though. Because it's nice in there, but it's also just like a coffee shop. It's a nice... No, that's exactly the vibe, though. It's great. Well, um, hopefully you tell Ashley I drove safe. I think I will. We didn't violate any uh, any road rules here. I have popped a curb or two in the past, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we were good. Thanks again, man. Oh, of course, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank right. you, bro. I will turn these off and maybe run inside and use the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, of course. Come on in, man. I, uh...